welcome to the Start Your Engines podcast. I'm Sheila Ray Gregoire from ToLoveHonorAndVacuum.com, where we like to talk about how to make sex and marriage a passionate adventure and not just a giant to-do list. And on the last Thursday of every month, as always, I dedicate my podcast more to the men who listen and read the blog at ToLoveHonorAndVacuum.com, and I welcome my husband on. So hey, Keith. Hey, guys. We are going to talk libido and frequency and what the big deal is anyway. Sure. Because I think a lot of people think it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. I think libido differences are a huge Huge deal. Huge deal. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot here because you love it when I do that. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) And a while ago, we were sitting in hot tub and we were having a discussion about what the average frequency was of a married couple. And you didn't believe me. No, I didn't. No. I I thought it was a lot higher. (laughs) Okay. So what did you think? What did you think? I thought it was like three times a week. Yeah. Average. And I was saying it's slightly more than once. And you're like, no way. No way. And so you got out your phone and you do what everyone does, which is you Googled it. Yeah. And you found out that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) The average frequency is a little over once a week. And I think before we talk about libido differences, normally I don't like answering the question, what is normal amount of frequency? Because Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like what's normal for other people isn't really relevant when we're just talking about you as a couple yeah but well because also too you can kind of well this is what we should be doing and it becomes in a uh, you can have sort of like a expectation that mm-hmm. this is what has to happen otherwise mm-hmm. you're not living up to your end of the bargain or something exactly you know? but the reason that i finally decided that i was going to write a post on this is because there are a lot of people who feel very hurt and very rejected even when they are getting sex a normal or healthy amount of times. And I'm not saying it's wrong to feel sexually frustrated or disappointed, but I do think that we need to see libido differences in perspective. And sometimes we lose perspective about this particular thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's sometimes when, yeah, holy cow, we're just not having sex very much. And sometimes it's like, uh, maybe I need to change my expectations. So that's the only reason I brought this up. I haven't talked about this for 12 years, (laughs) but I finally did look at it. So we did a huge study of 20,000 women recently and I did another huge study back when I was doing the Good Girls Guide to Great Sex. I studied both men and women for the Good Girls Guide and what I found there was that about 43% of couples make love less than once a week. So, you know, 57% once a week or more, about 43% less than once a week. And it does change with age. You know, the younger you are, the more you have sex. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of peters out. But hopefully, okay, he's laughing now because he thinks that's a funny pun. I just wouldn't use the word peter. Okay. (laughs) in a podcast on sex. It's you know, my personal preference. Right. And and now, of course, we are, you know, in our 50s, but we're just, we're just going to say that that's not going to happen to us. But anyway. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the other thing too is that I was going to say, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but like less than once a week, you know, especially when we were younger, mm-hmm. I don't think I could have handled that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And this is the question. And people do have different sex drives, et cetera, et cetera. So I looked at some of the larger scale surveys, which were looking more at marital satisfaction. And in our survey of 20,000, it was quite interesting because frequency of sex didn't correlate exactly with marital satisfaction. Mm -hmm. There was an association, but it wasn't as strong as people might think. So in fact, the people who were happiest were not the people who necessarily had sex the most. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot more to marriage than just sex, right? Yeah, and that's what other studies have found too. One really big study that we looked at for ours as well is that if you look at three things, so interpersonal communication, so how people treat each other, 
how many times people have sex mm -hmm. and the quality of that sex. So basically, does she orgasm? Are they enjoying each other? And then you look at how each of those three things relates to marital satisfaction. Frequency is the one that relates the least. The most important ones are how they're treating each other and how sex is, you know? So it's like frequency is important. Yeah, that, that makes sense, actually. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. Yeah. 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 And I think especially for women, because if you're not orgasming, then sex isn't really that great. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets upset because she doesn't really like it. You just get into this vicious cycle, which isn't, which isn't really super healthy. Mm -hmm. And then other studies, this is kind of interesting, other studies, and I, I will link to these in the description for this podcast, these studies and where I'm getting this stuff from. But what it found is that if you have sex once a week, the jump in marital satisfaction from less than once a week is huge. Okay, so like have sex at least once a week and you see like a huge bump in marital satisfaction. But when you go to two or three or four or five times a week, there is an increase, a slight increase, but it's not like a huge increase. <laughs> like, like the big thing is you get once a week. It's like, it's, it's gotta be on the table. <laughs> it's gotta be on the table. And then after that, yeah, there's an increase. So I think for me, more frequent tends to be better than less frequent in general, <laughs> you know, but I do think that we need to keep this in perspective because we do get a lot of questions from, from people who are really upset that they're not having sex like four or five or six times every a day. week, every day even. And I shared some from earlier this month too, on some of the other podcasts, like several Several times a day and it's like guys if that's if that's the issue then maybe yeah I mean like I think you, you said at the beginning you, you, you've always been reluctant to talk about normal mm -hmm. because you don't want people to you want things to work for that couple mm -hmm. but if, if you're thinking that like multiple times a day is normal mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're upset with your wife that mm -hmm. that's not happening. Yeah, you do need a reality check. Like yes. that's yes, and that's kind of and that's why what we're trying to do. That, a, this is an intervention for the, you. Yeah, because <laughs> that's not what typically happens in marriages. Right. Exactly. Now, does that mean that if you really want sex every day and she only wants sex once a week, that you shouldn't be upset about that? That's that's not what I'm saying. I think that there that, that you're not a, that you're not allowed to be upset. Yeah, or that you're not allowed to be disappointed. I think there's definitely room for talking about this. But I think you have to be careful too, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's it's okay to not get your expectations met in a marriage all the time and to be sad about that. That's fine. Like, we're human beings. We let each other down. We, we're never, you mm -hmm. know, perfectly in sync. But I think when you talk about sex with your with your wife, I'm talking to guys here, right? Mm -hmm. So if you when you're talking with your wife, you have to be careful too because if you're talking about how disappointed you are in your sex life, you know, that can also make your sex life worse because she starts feeling guilty and upset mm -hmm. and she doesn't mm -hmm. feel like this is something that, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah. if, if you want the problem to get better mm -hmm. then talking to her about how bad it is, you got to do that carefully and you got to do that in a way that is edifying, builds her up, like yeah. kind of makes things yeah. like, I want this to be better, not you're doing such a lousy job right now. Exactly. Exactly. But what do you do if she really doesn't want sex that much and you do? And um, last week I wrote a whole bunch of posts on questions that higher drive spouses can ask themselves to, to try to get to the root of what's going yeah. on. And I want to talk about some of those questions yeah, in relation to husbands. There was one for men and there was one for women too. Yeah. So... Because sometimes it is women that are the higher drives, and we're going to get to that in a minute, because yeah. I, I want to look at both sides of this. But addressing first the higher drive men, one of the things that we found was most correlated with women not wanting sex, okay, with women having really low libidos. Do you know what it is? 
Take a guess. I don't remember. I read the article, but I don't remember. Well. <laughs> I feel really, I feel like I just failed a task. <laughs> well, what do you think? Why do you think a woman wouldn't want sex? Oh, it's probably just not enjoyable for her. Exactly. Yeah. See, that is that good. is you passed that was, the test. Yeah, it was just funny. <laughs> like it was only last week. Right? It's like, anyway, <laughs> the thing that is the most correlated with women not liking, not wanting to have sex very often is if it doesn't feel good for her. Yeah, and we've had uh, a lot of times at marriage conferences. Like that's the thing we've heard all the time. It's it's a lot of women feel that sex is entirely about him. Mm-hmm. Like that's, mm-hmm. and some of them feel that that's the way it should be. Some of them are disappointed, like, yeah. but but that's a very common thing we hear in people who are in the church that yes. sex is a guy thing. So no wonder they're not interested because it's not their thing. Yeah, right. So guys, you need to kind of make it their thing. Like it's, yeah. it should be something enjoyable for them. I've been working on a new ebook, Sex Questions You Can't Ask Your Pastor: Seventy Five Sex Questions Today, and I was looking over a bunch of them that Tammy, who works for me, she put them all together. And so many of the ones about orgasm were from women who were saying, we've been married for 20 years. I've never had an orgasm. Is there any hope for me? Or, you know, he's upset because I have a low libido, but we've been married for 35 years now and I've never had an orgasm. And that should not be acceptable. I don't understand why this is acceptable. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of guys, you know, achieving orgasm as a male Mm -hmm. physically is a relatively easy thing yeah right i mean the, yeah guys have problems too sometimes medically and there's issues but you know generally it's not that difficult you can be pretty lousy at the whole thing and you can <laughs> it can still be pretty predictable that he's gonna have an orgasm but mm-hmm. but women take a lot more work quote unquote mm-hmm. and uh care and there's there's a lot that goes into it yes. and so w- we as men often sort of think that we're the default you know this this is the way it is so mm-hmm. like it's sex is easy well if it's not easy for you something must be wrong with you yeah. But it's just because she's a woman and she needs more time. You know, you need to, mm-hmm. to work on things. And a lot of times guys just don't put in the effort to actually learn the, the skills and the things they need to know to be able to bring their wife to orgasm. And it's a shame because it is meant to be pleasurable for both mm-hmm. both members of the, of the couple. And if you've been having sex for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and she's never had an orgasm, you need to stop. Like really, you need to stop well, you need, you and need figure to help her. out... Yeah. Have her satisfaction as well, yeah. Yeah, it needs to be about her for a while while you figure this out because that isn't right because basically you've been using her and that that needs to stop being the expectation because I think the expectation is, well, we'll have sex and then we each are responsible for feeling good. So I feel good automatically, so then you should feel good automatically too and if you don't feel good automatically, then you need to figure this out. Yeah, and that's really not... And that's we're a couple, not, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be a couple. This is a this is an us thing. It's not a your thing and my thing. That right. we just happen to be doing at the same time. Right, exactly. That's not what sex is about. And God designed women's bodies so that we would require foreplay. And we would require some stimulation from our husbands that isn't just intercourse. That's why the clitoris is on the outside of the vagina. <laughs> so it really should be an expectation. I wish that I could say to every young man getting married that your responsibility as soon as you get married is to figure out how to bring her to orgasm. It isn't to have intercourse. It's to figure out the orgasm piece. Because if you can figure out that piece, it's very unlikely you're going to get into a situation where she has a very low libido and never wants to have sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it can't happen because it does. But I'll tell you that when we looked at sexless marriages or marriages where sex happened very, very infrequently, the number one predictor was her not having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. If she is having an orgasm regularly and if she has an expectation that when we have sex, I will have an orgasm, it's very rare that sex becomes really rare. 
This just has to be a thing. <laughs> and I think getting mad at a woman for not wanting sex when sex doesn't bring her to orgasm isn't fair. Yeah, well, if it's just a neutral thing mm-hmm. for her, then you're saying that she has to want something that she doesn't really want in a sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't doesn't do anything for her. Be- or she needs and to... if she doesn't want it, there's something wrong with her and she's not a good wife and that, that sort of thing. And all that's going to do is make the problem worse. Mm-hmm. So take some responsibility, guys, yourself to like make it a good experience for her and then see if it's something she still doesn't want. Mm-hmm. So I want to read to you this letter that we had from a woman earlier this month. I dealt with this with Rebecca on the podcast from the female point of view, but I thought it was a good one to bring in as well today. Okay, so she writes, I could easily have sex four to five times a week, but he's interested maybe one to two times per week. So this case, the libido difference is going the other way. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have it at all one week, I don't know if he would miss it too much. My husband doesn't watch porn or masturbate. He just tells me and his guy friends that he feels so satisfied. He enjoys having sex when we have it, but he doesn't seem to miss it too much when we don't. I don't feel satisfied at all. I feel lonely, isolated, and angry. I don't know if it's my imagination, but I feel like a chasm is growing between us. He's the man, so I feel like he should be initiating and wanting sex more. I know this isn't necessarily true, but I just don't know how to not feel angry and trapped in a constant feeling of dissatisfaction and hunger for sexual connection with my husband. I don't know if he's worried that he isn't good in bed because I do rarely orgasm unless I'm the one touching myself during sex. And one of the things that we talked about in that podcast when Rebecca and I looked at this is that here's a woman who wants sex a lot, but she's also not orgasming unless she's touching herself. So quite often she is left hanging. So they'll have sex Mm -hmm. and he orgasms and he feels so satisfied and he's happy with her sex life, but she isn't orgasming and yet she is capable of it. Yeah. So this is a woman who has figured out the orgasm piece. Her body can orgasm. It's just that he isn't bringing her to orgasm. And I wonder how much of her frustration, you know, for not having sex four or five, six times a week would be quelled if he were actually paying attention to her and bringing her to orgasm. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that is that is a really important piece <laughs> that, that I think that, that guys do need to understand. And, and some of that is learning how to last longer there are things that guys can do to last longer mm-hmm. it's bring her to orgasm first whatever it might be but but it needs to be or, a or good afterwards thing. or afterwards yeah but... absolutely like yeah <laughs> you need to fall asleep right away guys like... <laughs> <laughs> but it needs... take an extra five ten minutes and make sure she's happy too I mean, like <laughs> anyway sorry no absolutely absolutely but i think that this is true for guys as well like i think the reason that she is feeling so sexually frustrated and like a problem with him having such a low libido is because she isn't actually getting what she needs from sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what she needs is to feel as if, well, is orgasm. Like she's really into sex. She wants to connect with him and she's not getting that unless she takes it upon herself. Now, by the way, I am not saying it is wrong for a woman to touch herself during sex. If that's what she needs to reach orgasm. I'm not saying that. If that's what you guys do, like, go for it. That's fine. But I do wonder if they've ever put any effort into him figuring out how he can help her get there. Because it sounds like he's just having a really good time and she's just desperate to feel something. But I think that this need for sex so many times a week can sometimes be because when we do have sex, we're not getting our most fundamental needs met. And then it makes us even more sexually frustrated. So for a lot of guys, 
I think the fundamental need that they're not having met often when they do have sex is they don't feel like she wants it. Yeah, that's right. So they don't feel desired. And then when you have sex, you don't feel desired. It makes you feel like, oh, she doesn't really want me. So then you want sex even more (laughs) to prove to yourself you're desired. And then you just create this vicious cycle where he wants sex more and more and more, which makes her recoil more and more and more, which makes him feel even less desired. And the issue is that when they are making love, he's feeling like it's duty sex. Because it is. Because it is. Exactly. Yeah, he's picking up on that and he's feeling that. So mm-hmm. then what we do is we talk to our wives and we complain about how we don't have sex enough. <laughs> so they give us more duty sex. So we feel more unsatisfied. Right. See, and it's, just, it's guys, like, stop. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm your friend here. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be mean. But, like, you know, if you're not having the kind of sex you want to have... You know, instead of talking to your wife about how all the things she's doing wrong, like, let's take some time to figure out from our side what we can do differently Mm -hmm. to make it a good experience for her so she'll want to. Yeah. And guys, I did also write a post last week for lower drive spouses on how they need to step up to the plate. So we're not only (laughs) giving you this message, we've been talking to women as well. Absolutely. But I think that that message has been out there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think the message... Guys, women are different than men. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it takes some knowledge, some expertise, some skill to be a good lover. It does as a man. And, and mm-hmm. the problem is that we think it's going to come natural. And it comes natural for us. Mm-hmm. And so we think everything's hunky-dory. And men are just leaving their wives hanging sometimes. And that's, you know, we should be better than that, guys. I, I think we can be better than that. So Yeah. And of course, it's really difficult if your wife just doesn't have a positive view of sex. And so no matter what you do, you can't yeah. make her want sex. Or or if you want to talk about it, like, I want to make you feel better, or I want to, and then she's like, I don't want you to touch me after sex. I, I don't want any of that stuff. You know? mm-hmm. I just want to get to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be challenging, too, because you're trying to learn, mm-hmm. but she's not giving you the information, or she's just telling you it's all fine, and mm-hmm. let's just make it all about you. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, what we found in our survey is that women can sustain that for a while. And a lot of women do. A Mm -hmm. lot of women sustain that for 10, 15 years. No, I don't care about me. Just go ahead. You Mm -hmm. know, I know I have to. But after a while, they can't sustain it anymore. And then marriages become basically sexless. Mm -hmm. So if she is not receiving any pleasure, it's a that is a really good sign that in five, 10 years, she might just stop altogether. So what do you tell those men who are hearing their wives say, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Just go ahead and... Mm-hmm. Don't I don't need anything for me. What what would you say to them? What I would tell them to say is something like, okay, hon, <laughs> thank you for caring for me so much. Mm-hmm. And thank you for wanting me to feel great. But I don't want me to feel great. I want us to experience passion together. Mm-hmm. And so let's figure that out. And if it means, you know, we got to go to bed a lot earlier and I got to give you a massage, let's do it. If it means we've got to spend a lot of time figuring out the orgasm piece, let's do it. Because you were meant for so much more than this. And I want you to feel amazing. I want to rock your world. And will you let me? Mm -hmm. It might be really uncomfortable for her. But this is where, guys, if she has a bad view of sex, this is where you can be such a healing force. Force, yeah. A healing force for her. And just tell her that God made sex to be amazing. Give her a copy of The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex, which talks all about what God made sex to be and how mm. women can see it in a positive way. Or do 31 days to great sex together. Yeah, work through that together. The first couple of days are dealing with the lies that we believe about sex and getting rid of a lot of the shame and just embracing the fact that you're not broken if you haven't reached orgasm yet. This is for you. We can experience passion. And sometimes it's easier to have those conversations if someone else is telling you to do them rather than you bringing them up. So yeah. <laughs> that can be that can be a good way. But but even if she says, no, honey, don't worry about me. Just go ahead. She might be saying that, but please don't do it. That's just a really bad 
dynamic to get into. And I've read of so many couples who've done that for like 20 years. And then one day she just can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she says no more. And, you know, you may think, oh, she's fine. Cause she said, fine, go ahead. But don't, don't, okay. <laughs> you know, please make it about her too. Yeah. Because you don't want that duty sex. You really don't. Yeah, you want to be... Sex is supposed to be something that draws you closer together. Mm-hmm. If you're just kind of using her body yeah. to have an orgasm, that's yeah. not that's not the fullness of what the sexual relationship is supposed to be. No, and it's really hard for women to get yeah. excited about that. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that sex is more than sexual intercourse, too. Maybe she says she doesn't want to experience orgasm that way. Well, then there's other things you can do just to enjoy each other's bodies, just to make each other feel good. And that's important to do as well, too, so that she can just feel comfortable in her own body. Yeah. Turning to another issue. Okay. <laughs> Here, so we talked about some of the reasons why people can feel sexually frustrated even if they are getting sex, you know, that one to three to four times a week. Another, <laughs> another... I, I like how the numbers keep creeping up. I'm, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting behind you on that one, so... <laughs> But another big issue, I think, um, comes from some really faulty teaching in the church, which goes like this. Guys, it's really difficult not to lust after women. Oh, yeah. And so if you want to not lust, then you need to make your wife your only object of sexual attention. So if you start feeling like you're going to lust, you need to have sex with your wife. Yeah. And that's... And and women, you know, be scared. If your husband... If you don't have sex enough with your husband enough, he's going to lust after other women. Right. And yeah. in, in Every Man's Battle, it actually talks about um, twice. It says, women, be a merciful vial of methadone for him when his temperature is rising. <laughs> women, be the methadone for him. And this is such a dangerous thing because if a guy thinks every time I lust, I have to have sex with my wife. Yeah. You know, that's where we had one question from a woman where he's wanting sex like three, four times a day in yeah. order to keep him from being tempted. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, guys, you got to deal with your own temptation. Well, exactly. And, and it, noticing a pretty girl walking down the street does yeah. not mean you have committed the horrible sin of lust. Exactly. And if only you'd had sex five minutes ago, you might not have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Like, let's get real here. Mm-hmm. So the, the, You can look at women in a non-objectifying, non-sexual way. Yes. Like, that can be done, guys. Like, yes. You know, we all do have, like, urges, mm-hmm. but you don't have to indulge those urges. No, and just because you notice someone's attractive does not mean that you're mentally doing something to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can notice someone is beautiful and then move on and not think about it again. And I think that we need to focus more on that rather than feeling so guilty every time we see someone is is pretty that we have to go use our wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or tell our wives, the reason I'm lusting so much is because you're not having enough sex with me. Right. I hear the guy, like guys saying... You know, oh, I don't say that. But, but you know, we do kind of give that message, right? Mm-hmm. And we do sort of guilt our wives into sex a lot. And the problem is that that, that just, just makes the whole problem worse because that's not the kind of fulfilling relationship that you're going to have and, and that you want to have. And so what's going to happen is it's just going to be this inc- incredible cycle of you not feeling satisfied, so you pushing her more, her doing more duty sex, you still not feeling satisfied, just like we talked about earlier. But instead, if we took responsibility for our own thought lives, then, you know, that could be a long, a big step toward mm-hmm. kind of healing a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I mean, every man's battle said, before you focus your sexual attention on your wife, when you were just lusting, you might have come at her for five bowls of sexual attention a week, meaning intercourse. But now that you're focusing all your attention on her, you're going to come at her for 10 bowls 
yeah. of sexual mm-hmm. attention a week, meaning intercourse, and she's going to find this vaguely pleasant, which is so <laughs> crap. Like I don't, I don't think they even know any women. Like that's bizarre. <laughs> I think there's sort of an undercurrent here too, which I think is another thing that I've never seen it explicitly taught. But this whole, whole mentality that I see in a lot of church circles is is like, you know, if you don't have a problem with lust, then something's wrong with you as a man. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have this desire for my wife, and now that I'm limiting myself completely to my wife for all my sexual gratification, not just physically, but mentally and everything, I'm going to be so overwhelming for her because mm-hmm. I'm so manly and virile and have so much <laughs> sex- raw sexual energy that needs to be, like, you know, like, and, and if not, there's something wrong. I read this one woman's thesis, her PhD thesis, which I thought was really interesting. She was looking at accountability groups among evangelical men, accountability groups about porn. And what she found was that because premarital sex is off the table for men in, in, in the Christian world, mm-hmm. the only way you have to prove your manhood is through lust. Because, you you know, normally in our culture, the way you prove your manhood is how many women you've slept with. Oh, like yeah, the whole like locker the room talk. Idea, yeah, yeah, the locker room talk and stuff. Like, I rocked her world last night or whatever. But in Christian circles, we don't have that. And so the only way you have to prove your manhood is watching porn or how, lusting. How much you struggle with. How much you struggle with lust. Yeah. Exactly. And we need a way healthier way of talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> because the picture of manhood is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It isn't toxic stuff. And, and we just need a better way of, of saying that. I, I personally know some young men who got hooked on porn because they didn't lust. They didn't struggle with porn, but they went to a youth group where they were always told how much everyone struggles <laughs> with lust. If you're a real man, you'll be struggling with porn. Yeah. And so they yeah. thought they better take a look at what it was because they felt like they weren't real men, even though... You know, in in this guy, the one guy's case I'm thinking about, he did have lots of, you know, he did have girlfriends, et cetera, et cetera, but he felt like he wasn't a real man. And he eventually stopped watching porn when he realized it was changing his view of women and he wasn't able to respect women anymore. But, you know, we, we do need to change that because yeah. the Bible tells us that lust is something that you need to deal with yourself. It isn't something you put on someone else. Yeah. And it's not something that proves anyone is a man. Yeah. It really isn't. Okay, last question. We're going to change gears again. Are you ready? Okay, so this is for all the lower libido men. Okay. Okay, so I don't know how many listen to this podcast because I have a feeling most people who listen to this podcast are higher libido men. But for all of you higher libido men, there might be brothers or friends that you have that are low libido guys. And let me just tell you, I personally think that the worst place to be is a high libido woman. Because if you're a high libido man, I understand that that's frustrating if you're married to a low libido woman. But the good news for you is that your low libido wife, whenever she goes to women's Bible studies, <laughs> whenever she opens up any marriage books, those books are telling her to have sex even if she doesn't feel like it because you need it. So she is constantly... <laughs> but Which is not necessarily a good thing. No, it's but, not a good thing. And we, I think we, the point you're making is that there's a lot of sympathy for you out there yes, as a guy. Yes, and she is hearing messages about how important sex is. Yeah. I mean, I don't give those negative messages, but I do give the message, hey, women, God made this it's to important. be amazing. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on it. Your husband really wants to know you this way. Yeah. That matters. Yeah. Let's figure out how to make this work for you. So, yeah. so but, you, it, but in contrast, the, mm-hmm. the woman who's the high-drive woman who has a low-drive husband yeah. is being told, well, gee, you're just the luckiest woman in the world. 
Yeah, so what, all what of her friends, about? yeah, all of her friends are thinking she's so lucky because yeah. her husband isn't coming at her all the time. But she feels like a freak because yeah. our culture and our church is telling her that guys want it all the time and her husband doesn't. And so she feels what's wrong with me. But her husband is not hearing the messages, your wife needs it, sex is important, yeah. this is supposed to be passionate. He's yeah. not hearing those same messages. And one of the things that I think is important important for guys to realize and it's okay to be the low drive guy like men tend to have higher drives than women mm-hmm. but you're always gonna have lower drive men and you're always gonna have higher drive women and sometimes they fall in love and get married and yeah that's what happens <laughs> right so it's it's okay it's not like you're there's something wrong with you or you're defective or something's abnormal but i do think you need to realize that this is something that's really important to your spouse and i think that the thing as a guy specifically you need to realize is that in our culture one of the things that's really taught and sort of experience for women is this whole idea of being pursued. So the male initiating and the woman being swept off her feet and all that kind of stuff, that's sort of like the storybook romance. And that's how women are trained to think about, you know, romantic sexual stuff. So if you've got a guy who's never trying to sweep you off your feet ever, never pursuing you, never giving you any sense that he's trying to chase you, Mm -hmm. you know, that can be disheartening for women, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And the other problem I think that high libido wives have is that when you're a low libido woman, you can still actually have sex. You may not enjoy it, but technically you can still have intercourse. Whereas with with lower libido men, if they're not aroused, intercourse doesn't work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I think the message that lower libido men need to hear is that even if your libido isn't automatic and spontaneous, you still can get aroused if you start doing things. And you may need to do things in the same way that I tell low libido wives all the time. You know, maybe you're not aroused when you start, but once you start kissing, you know, once you start touching, once you put yourself in a positive frame of mind, most guys can still become aroused. Yeah. And it's also, like you said earlier, it's not all about the act of sexual intercourse. I That's mean, right. The whole point is that you're showing her that she's desired and you want to make her feel good, mm-hmm. however that ends up being. Yeah, but I think that there is this idea that because most men have a spontaneous libido where they do get an erection as soon as they think about sex, like we're going to have sex so he has an erection and now he has to get her turned on, then when it doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. often sex just doesn't happen. And so that's where we need to decide, even if he isn't aroused right now, if he tells himself, you know what, this is important for us, and then you can get aroused. In the majority of cases, if you can't because of erectile dysfunction, then please see a physician, (laughs) you know, but generally you can't. So let me read you a comment that one woman left on the blog just this week. She said, we are great friends. We're great partners in life. We're effective co-parents, but we have never had regular sex because he just is not interested. It's not a matter of high or low libido. It's normal libido and a no libido. I always knew exactly when I got pregnant because there were so few possibilities. It used to be that at least there was a response when I would initiate. That is no longer the case, and I've just completely given up. I have tried every single thing that I can think of since we first got married, and I was shocked to realize that this was our reality. There is no porn. There never has been. There is no other person. There never has been. There is no medical issue. That's all been checked. Therapy, check. There is a denial of same-sex attraction, although honestly, it would be an immense relief if he came out because then it would all make sense. There is just little or no interest in sex. I am loved, befriended, and cared for, but never desired ever for 25 years. We were 24 and waited for sex till marriage at 27. I would never have agreed to this life had I known how painful it would be. I think a lot of higher drive husbands relate to that. <laughs> but what I hope is if you are a low libido husband listening to this and you can relate to that, that you will you will hear her pain too. When there is no sex in marriage, 
it's just really lonely. I mean, sure it can be. I mean, I think that this woman is saying exactly what I said earlier, is that this, there's this need for women to feel desired, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, guys, we sometimes worry about our, we get performance anxiety. Maybe we kind of back away because we're afraid we're not going to do it right or we're going <laughs> to get laughed at or something, you know? And I think we, you know, I'm not sure what the issue is in this marriage, obviously, but I think that we do need to realize that we need to let ourselves be a little vulnerable and mm-hmm. say, look, I want this to be something that's good for you. I want you to feel desired. I want you to feel that I desire you and want you. What are ways that I can show you that Mm -hmm. you're desirable to me, that I want you, and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing? Yeah, very important. I want to give two tips, (laughs) whether you're the higher drive husband or the lower drive husband, that can help your sex life get back where it should be because God does want us to live a passionate life. He does want us to really feel close to each other and intimate with each other. So here's two tips. We've talked about how normal frequency is, you know, at least once a week and more is better in general. (laughs) So if there's a number that you guys have been aiming for and you just never get there because there's always other things going on, you start watching a Netflix movie and soon it's too late and you're both tired or you end up playing video games or whatever it might be, schedule it. I know it's not romantic, but scheduling it can help you just give you that boost you need because libido can be use it or lose it. And if you say, you know what, every Saturday and every Wednesday, we're going to rock each other's worlds. Or the big thing is that you're planning on having sex, but then everything kind of comes along and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing this. And all of a sudden it's like really late and it's like, it's going to be so much like, cause it does take time to do it well. Right. Yeah. Like, so give yourselves the time you need. Mm -hmm. Don't leave it as the last thing of the day. Give yourself some, Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so even if it's not scheduling it like we're going to on Tuesday the 17th <laughs> at 536, you know, yeah. but like say, you know what, tonight I, I do want to. So let's go to bed earlier. Let's, yeah, let's you know. go to bed earlier. Let's start with a massage. Let's have a bath together, whatever it might be. Yep. But schedule it or make it a priority. It's so important. And then make sure that her orgasm is a priority. Whether you're the low libido husband or the high libido husband, sex does need to be about both of you. And when it is, then it's far less likely to be sexless in the long run. Yeah. All right. So that is our Start Your Engines podcast. Thank you for joining us. Join us again at the end of next month when by then I am praying and hoping that our orgasm course will be released. So we will talk all about orgasm. We have such an in-depth, awesome course that we are working on right now on how to help women get there. We're talking about all the things that stop orgasm from happening, how to get her turned on, sexual technique, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a really great course. So we will have some details for you on that at the next Start Your Engines podcast. Join us at To Love, Honor, and Vacuum as we finish up our libido series and in the podcast description i will have a ton of links to all the posts that we talked about today and remember to sign up for our email list i will put a link in the podcast description so that you will hear about our orgasm course when it launches so thank you have a wonderful fall as it starts and we will talk to you again next month bye